Welcome to Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a radio ministry of the Institute for Creation Research. In this program, we want to encourage you in your Christian faith by showing how scientific evidence supports the Bible, particularly the Genesis account. The book of Genesis lays the foundation for all matters addressed in the rest of the Bible. The nature of God, His sovereignty in creation, man's purpose, sin, marriage, family, and why we need a Savior are all introduced and explained in Genesis. When we see that the first and most foundational book of the Bible can be trusted in all matters, including science, it builds confidence in the rest of the inspired Word all the way to Revelation. I'm Frank Sherwin, and today we'll be talking about God's marvelous insects. Did you know that the moth smells with its antenna? The Apostle Paul stated that God's creation is clearly seen. This is certainly true in the insect world. When we look at moths, ants, bombardier beetles, the eyes of dragonflies, and even the brains of bees. Join us on today's show of Science, Scripture, and Salvation to see how science and the Bible agree. God designed insects with a hard exoskeleton, or external features, three pairs of legs, and usually two pair of wings born on the thorax. There are over 750,000 living species. But where did insects come from? What was their origin? Insects belong to a much larger group called the arthropods, the largest animal phyla in the world, according to the late Stephen Jay Gould of Harvard. But regarding their origin, evolutionists can only say they come from an unknown common ancestor. Well, in 2015, an evolutionist said, The question here is, how do we go from something that looks nothing like an arthropod to something that looks completely like an arthropod? That's a conundrum, not for the creationist, but for the evolutionist. According to good science, arthropods, and that includes insects, have always been arthropods. Additionally, when it comes to insects, there's absolutely no evidence, either in the laboratory or in the fossil record, showing how a non-insect became an insect over time. For example, termites, our favorite bug, have always been termites. Until now, the oldest worker and soldier termites were 17 million years old, according to evolution. But in 2016, five termite species were reported in 100-million-year-old amber from Myanmar. In 2015, an international team of evolutionists made a, a surprising find that a 20-million-year-old fossil they discovered belongs to a species of aquatic beetles which is still alive today and widely distributed in Eurasia. Creation scientists maintain these fossils are not millions of years old, but were formed by the flood. So, big or small, insects have always been insects. The edge of a dime is one millimeter. The world's smallest free-living insect, a feather-winged beetle species, has recently been retrieved from fungus in Colombia. The smallest individual measured from that sample is an amazing 0.325 millimeters. That's less than half of the edge of a dime. One massive and rare insect is nicknamed the tree lobster from Ball's Pyramid in the Tasmanian Sea. It's one of the rarest creatures in the world, a flightless stick insect weighing just under an ounce and almost six inches long. Insect eyes are just amazing. In 2013, an evolutionist said, An insect's compound eye is an engineering marvel, high resolution, wide field of view, 
and incredible sensitivity to motion, all in a compact package, end quote. Dragonfly eyes have up to 30,000 individual lenses, while fruit flies have 750 individual facets, or omatidia. The eyes of moths create sheets of graphene that biologists claim is the most light-absorbent material ever made. We realize that the moth's eye works in a particular way that traps electromagnetic waves very efficiently, said a scientist in 2016. God also designed amazing antenna for insects. For example, most information a moth receives comes from its highly developed antenna, which provides it with an incredibly sensitive sense of smell. The antenna of a male moth are so sensitive in some species that they can detect a single molecule of a female moth's pheromone in a single cubic yard of air, allowing the male to detect her from up to eight miles away. Dragonflies are expert flyers. They can fly straight up and down or hover like a helicopter. If they can't fly, they'll starve because they can only eat prey that they catch while flying. Some adult dragonflies live up to a few weeks, while others live for a year. A dragonfly barely an inch and a half long appears to be the animal world's most prolific long-distance traveler, flying thousands of miles over oceans as it migrates from continent to continent, according to newly published research. We're going to take a short break, and when we return, we'll talk more about God's marvelous insects. From sharks to butterflies, bats to orangutans, we can't help but marvel at the stunning and amusing creatures God has made. If you and your kids enjoy learning about animals, then you'll love our book, Guide to Animals, with its beautiful, full-color images and fascinating facts. Published by the Institute for Creation Research, Guide to Animals provides answers to many popular questions about the animal kingdom. How do chameleons change colors? How do jellyfish live without a brain? And what happened to the dinosaurs and other extinct animals? Guide to Animals shows how everything that can slither, crawl, soar, or swim displays the handiwork of God. Order your copy of Guide to Animals from the Institute for Creation Research by calling 800-628-7640 or visiting icr.org. That's 800-628-7640 or visiting icr.org. Welcome back. I'm Frank Sherwin, and we're talking today about God's marvelous insects. In the pre-flood world thousands of years ago, dragonflies had a wingspan of almost three feet. One evolutionist from the University of Bristol in England said in 2007, We have known for some time that the fossil record yields monster millipedes, supersized scorpions, colossal cockroaches, and jumbo dragonflies. But, he said, we never realized until now just how big some of these ancient creepy crawlies were, end quote. Proverbs 6.6 6 says, Go to the ant, thou sluggard, consider her ways, and be wise. Looking again at the fossil record, we find the first ants that have been discovered are 100% ants. Ants have always been ants as God created them. In 2012, an issue of Current Biology said, and I quote, Insects use a wide range of tools for orientation, including visual memory, 
smell, and even counting steps. Zoologists have learned that ants actually compute. But how did a computer get into the brain smaller than a pinhead? We see this as clear evidence of creative design and organization the Apostle Paul talks about in Romans chapter 1 and verse 20. A very large order of God's insects are the beetles, coming in all sizes, shapes, and design features. For example, there's a beetle that water skis so fast it appears to vanish. A video clip in 2016 showing the water lily beetle in slow motion. This is one of the fastest speeds ever measured for any insect on the water. By the way, a human skiing at such a comparable pace would be going 310 miles per hour. Psalm 19 says, Yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. What better way to introduce God's amazing honeybee? This incredible insect has been designed to see in the ultraviolet spectrum, so it can see nectar, or floral guides, in the petals of flowers, guiding the bee to food source and pollination. The brain of the bee is about the size of a grass seed. It's composed of a mere 950,000 neurons, or nerve cells. That's 0.01% of the neurons of the three-pound human brain. Now, using the tiny bee brain and associated vision, bees have been able to solve complicated color puzzles and even recognize human faces. They do this by using their 6,300 omatidia that comprise the compound eye. Bees have also been created with the ability to distinguish up to 300 separate flashes of light per second, an attribute they use in navigation as they rapidly fly over the changing landscape. In 2014, researchers demonstrated that even on days when the sun doesn't shine, bees can navigate to and from a honey source by reading the pattern of polarized light in the sky and then explain to other bees where to find it with their famous waggle dance. Imagine a frog or a toad coming up behind an innocent-looking beetle, about an inch and a half long. As the hungry frog shoots out its tongue, a blast comes from the rear of the beetle at 212 degrees Fahrenheit, the boiling point of water. The biochemical reaction produced in this explosion came from two very different chemicals, including peroxide, produced by the beetle's secretory gland. Julian Vincent of the University of Bath in England said, and I quote, An enzyme breaks down the peroxide, producing oxygen, water, and heat. The oxygen expands, forces open the chamber's elastic exit valve, and propels the peroxide. This happens about... 500 times a second. The bombardier beetle needs chemicals, an inhibitor, enzymes, glands, combustion tubes, sensory communication, muscles to direct the combustion tubes, and a fine-tuned nervous system. Something like this specialized design could only come about by plan, purpose, and special creation. Even using one's imagination, it would be difficult to see how something like the bombardier beetle could evolve by time, chance, and natural processes. This insect has all the features of complex designing, engineering, which requires a designer. In fact, the Apostle Paul states in Romans 1 that God's creation is clearly seen. Truly, insects are the most diverse group of animals on the planet, 
representing over 90% of the differing forms of animal life on Earth. They're pollinators, pests, and spread parasites, while other insects are provisional, providing honey and silk. According to the creation model, insects have always been insects. In the pre-flood world, fossilized insects of enormous size have been found, but they're still just insects. We look at these creatures and have to agree with the psalmist who said, The works of the Lord are great, sought out of all them that have pleasure therein. Thank you for joining us on Science, Scripture, and Salvation, a radio ministry of the Institute for Creation Research. That's all the time we have for our program today, but we would love to connect with you through our website at icr.org. For over 45 years, ICR has equipped believers with evidence of the Bible's accuracy and authority by showing how science supports the Genesis creation account. Our scientists research the evidence for creation and communicate their findings through books, articles, DVD series, and conferences. Please visit our website at icr.org for more information about the latest scientific discoveries, to subscribe to our free magazine and devotional, and to locate our next creation conference at a venue near you. All of this and more at icr.org. If you've enjoyed this podcast,